This is episode 207, and we'll do introductions properly this time. I'm Anna Elise Beckman. I'm Eric Paulson. And I'm Jake Rome. And today on the podcast, we're gearing up for an adventurous ride with some of the best in the snowmobiling business. Our guests today, <laughs> who we'll introduce in just a minute here, are very familiar with our Discover Wisconsin brand and as Wisconsin natives and avid snowmobilers. We are about to discover top-notch snowmobiling trails and events that will definitely keep you your adrenaline high this winter. So prepare to talk scenic sights and winter adventure right here on The Cabin. Wow, is that a tight, efficient intro? Mercy. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm used to us rambling for five or six minutes about... Yeah, you really uh, do. But in the interest of time, because they're here, well... Well, well that's just... true. I'm a, we should probably respect <laughs> their time. I don't know. what Anna, what do you think? Should we respect their time? And, well, we could sit here for yeah. a couple of minutes. We were going to do an episode on time, so we could really... That's true. <laughs> All right. The Cabot is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. And this week we're featuring Jackson County, located in west central Wisconsin, on the edge of the Driftless area and also on the edge of a big cranberry area. Jackson County was formed in 1853 from the formerly much larger Crawford County, which once covered all of western Wisconsin. It was named for President Andrew Jackson, not Michael Jackson, as many <laughs> surmise. County is exactly 1,000 square miles. Much of it is forest. The seat is Black River Falls, a beautiful little town along the Black River. That's also the administrative center for the Ho-Chunk Nation. And one of their casinos is just east of Black River Falls on Highway 54. There was a book uh, that Michael Lessie put out in 1973 called Wisconsin Death Trip. Death Trip, which used photographs and newspaper cuttings to highlight the harshness of life in the community during the late 19th century and the effects that it had in the psychology of the inhabitants. <laughs> But it's much better now. And uh, it's also home, by the way, to the otherwise endangered Carner Blue Butterfly, which uh, Black River Falls has embraced. And they have a festival around that now that takes place in July. Black River Falls is home to Sand Creek Brewing, originally Pioneer Brewing Company, taproom and breweries in a residential neighborhood a little bit south of downtown. But Black River Falls has been brewing beer since 1856 when the Odor Bowls Brewing Company first established. Odor Bowls. Odor Bowls. <laughs> Boy, that really could morph into something we don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, other spots to explore in Jackson County include Alma Center, Maryland, Hickston, Melrose, among others. Lots of cranberry bogs east of Black River Falls that extend into Wood County, part of uh, Wisconsin's cranberry country. And if you want to access pretty much any areas of Jackson County, I-94, US-12, and highways 27, 54, and 95 will give you some great access. And the cabin is also brought to you by the WCA Group Health Trust. Serving local governments and school districts, the WCA Group Health Trust partners closely with members to fulfill their employee health benefit obligations in a fiscally responsible manner. Learn more at WCAGHT.org. All right, Joey. Oh, there it is. <laughs> You're too slow. You're today, on it, Eric. Jack. We're, we're really flying through these. Jake's just all over on this timing we're trying, stuff. We're trying I was to get people's slow. adrenaline going. I was for, too slow for back the guys in the day. that we got on today. I think yeah. it's appropriate. Just on it, on it, on it. We're in a hurry to get on these snowmobiles and ride. Yeah, that's the way you do it. <laughs> all right. It's a good time to bring in our guests. All right. So today we have Jack Sarama and we have Dylan Rose with us on the podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. It's great to have you back. You know, we've been able to talk with you a little bit before about snowmobiling. We need the latest, the skinny, if you will, as 2023 comes to a close. We've got plenty of winter uh, left for what, maybe three months, maybe four, depending on how much snowfall we get. Uh, so uh, first of all, catch us up on Boondock Nation and then let's zoom in on uh, some of the great snowmobile and other fun winter sport activities in Wisconsin. Sure thing. So 
for those that don't know, Boondock Nation, we produce all kinds of snowmobiling video content. So all season long, you're, you can follow us along. We go all over the United States and Canada touring the best sled towns and destinations there are and riding with a lot of cool people too. So you can follow along on our adventures all season and then catch our broadcast show in the fall um, on the Valley Sports channels as well. So that's where you can see Boondock Nation. That's what we're up to this winter. And it's really off to a good start where we've got a lot going on. Fantastic. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. We have a ton of destinations lined up this year to Jack's point. Uh, we've been working really hard this summer, uh, more than any season previous. Uh, based on last year, we're hoping for the same snowfall records we had last year. And man, you know, we're going to be doing a pretty cool tour this year. If I might just touch on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, plans to go coast to coast. Uh, we're going to be doing some stuff out in Maine, Oregon. Uh, obviously, we spend a lot of time out in Idaho. We'll be back in mid the Midwest for a little while this year. So a lot of cool stuff in the works. Mercy. And that, that's the cool part because, you know, we get big snows in Wisconsin, especially kind of off the Lake Superior snow belt. But boy, in some of those Mountain West areas, <laughs> it's a pittance by comparison. As, um, last season was just unbelievable. I mean, record setting snowfall across most of the West. And it was a good winter back in the Midwest, too. Um, although we didn't get the best snow during our trip uh, in February, it actually rained on us a little bit. <laughs> we were riding in the rain, but uh, we made the best of it. But yeah, that's all we can hope for, really. We've seen some of the best snow years and some of the worst, and it can make all the difference in the sport. Yeah, and I've seen some of your content too, and it is pretty wild what you guys do out there. Some of the stunts you guys pull. So, if uh, any of those listening have not seen Boondock Nation, definitely check it out. It's a pretty crazy, um, crazy time that they're having out there. And how long have you guys been going out to Idaho to do this now? What will what year will this be for you guys? Well. I'm not sure it's six or seven years, something like that. It all started here in the Midwest. You know, we're from northern Wisconsin, Eagle River area, and we'd ride around here in the upper peninsula mm -hmm. of Michigan. But the aspiration was always to go west. So I think we took our first trip in 2015, 2016, yeah. something like that, and uh, then started taking more trips. And now currently we spend the entire winter out there. <laughs> and that's kind of our base of operations to go out to these locations like Oregon, like down to Colorado or up to British Columbia, will be in all those places this winter. You know, first of all, seeing some of the Boondock Nation stuff, I didn't know you could do so many things on a snowmobile, like jump off of high things and be in the air for a while yeah. before landing. <laughs> Although I know, Jack, that didn't always work out well for you. <laughs> there was that one, there was one clip that was crazy. Um, but it, it's, it's so much fun on a snowmobile and they've just gotten better and better through the years. We do need to give a shout out to the fact that here in Wisconsin, this is where the snowmobile was invented. Mm -hmm. Carl Eliasson, uh, the snowmobile hall of fame is in St. Germain. The museum where the original patented snowmobile was is along highway 155 on the South edge of Saner. Uh, and, and you guys being from Eagle river and Vilas County, I mean, you are from where it all began. For sure. It's what we grew up doing. It's definitely like, in our blood, I think both of us, I speak for both of us when I say this, our parents started us riding when we were like three years old. So, um, you know, we've got over 20 years experience, which is pretty crazy to say it for young people. So um, we've been doing it forever, riding to school, riding with our friends. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a part of the culture up here in the Northwoods. No, no doubt. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No doubt. Wisconsin's where it's at for snowmobiling. I mean, that's where the most concentration of snowmobilers is anyway. Uh, more snowmobiles registered in this state than any of our Western states, you know? So, oh, really? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. So while we're out there mm. doing crazy stuff, like most of the people that are watching are actually from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois. Wow. Well, and my, one of my favorite things is when I filmed in Lando Lakes, we went into a bar up there and I love in the winter when you just see all the helmets <laughs> on the rack when you walk in or like on the table, it'll be like the pool table will be filled with helmets and you see how many yeah. people come in and it's just a town of snowmobilers. That's how they get around. And it's more common than cars up there in the winter. It's pretty wild to Snowmobile see. Snowmobile parking. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sure cool is. to watch. And Eric, as you said, you know, what we do is a lot different than what you're going to see here in Wisconsin generally, but <laughs> it's all the same love. You know, we're all squeezing the same throttle at the end of the day. Um, we, just add, we just add another dimension to snowmobiling, you know, um, whereas on a trail, you're trying to keep the sled flat and not tip over. We're intentionally tipping the sled on its side to turn and we're wheeling to get up and over things or, you know, like you said, dropping off cliffs and getting the sled <laughs> in the air. So it does add another dimension to the sport of snowmobiling being off trail. Yeah. You like to take snowmobiles to their limits and test out and see what they can do. And it's, it's incredible footage that y'all get some from drone, some from people that are perched kind of below the hill as you go off the top. You know, when we talk about snowmobiling in Wisconsin, it's generally more about uh, an ex very extensive trail system and going through and just seeing the natural beauty of the state and hopping from restaurant and or bar to restaurant and or bar and uh, seeing all kinds of fun things going through woods and across lakes. Um, so the experiences can be different, but no matter what, snowmobiling in Wisconsin is second to none. For sure. I couldn't agree more. The The thing is in, in Wisconsin, in the Midwest, and you don't get trail systems like this out West. You know, the infrastructure here is really second to none and uh, get some pretty good snowfall up here too. Yeah. And all the volunteer clubs, you know, that groom the trails that brush them out in the summertime that like, that's what makes it all happen. Um, for sure. You know, you've just got countless volunteers in every community across these States that go out of their way to make this sport grow, you know, to allow it to grow and continue. Um, which is something we're all passionate about as sledders, you know? Yeah. Vilas County, uh, like where you grew up has an, an amazing network of trails. So does Oneida. So does Forest, a whole bunch of them. We filmed in January up in Hurley. Iron County has a great selection of trails too. And they're right up part of that Lake Superior snow belt. They'd had 120 inches of snow by the time we were filming there. Wow. In mid January. And we interviewed, uh, to your point, Jack, about the trail grooming. Uh, they maintain them in summer. And then in the wintertime, they have just incredible equipment that go out that goes out there and does all of this grooming. And they often do it in the middle of the night. So it's this right. bright, bright light that goes down this trail in the middle of nowhere. And they'll do tens to hundreds of miles of trails from these massive machines. They look like combines or something. I guess they kind of are outfitted with all these grooming equipment. It's amazing the maintenance that goes on with these trails. Yeah. And I have a question about that for you guys too. What does it really entail to keep the trails groomed? And then what makes some snowmobile trails better than others in Wisconsin in particular? Great question. So snowmobile trails deteriorate over time and actually very quickly in the winters uh, with traffic. So there's been some studies done on this. I know Michigan Tech did a study a while back that talked, they 
would like sprinkle charcoal in the snow and then look at how the snowmobile track as it goes over it would pick that up and then deposit it so basically as soon as one bump starts you go over that the sleds will start creating more bumps sequentially so sometimes you'll drive past the snowmobile trail and you'll see sleds just going up (laughs) i've been on one of those yeah and you'll see that around the holidays a lot too but so that's why they groom the trails they cut the tops off those bumps the snow goes back into the pan of the groomer it flattens them out and they do it at night during the coldest time so hopefully that freezes down solid and is ready for another day of abuse <laughs> i like that word abuse <laughs> i'm still on we're all, i'm still on we're all squeezing the same yeah. throttle yeah i know you are <laughs> you got a good chuckle out of that one dude the 12 year old in me just came right out <laughs> oh my goodness so great uh, we mentioned a little bit Eagle River. I know, Jack, that you're up in Lando Lakes quite a bit of the year, too. Um, those spots up uh, in, as Eric was mentioning, St. Germain is a big one. Where else in Wisconsin have you guys spent a lot of time snowmobiling? And then what can you tell us about some of those Northwood trails? That's a good question. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anywhere over from Boulder Junction to St. Germain up mm. to Lando Lakes. Uh, you know, up by the Cisco chain and waters meet, uh, Ben's camp area is super cool. They have, uh, some pretty unique trails up there, even different than what we have down here in Eagle river and, uh, and kind of the Vilas County area. So, uh, I would say, you know, each of them has their strengths, you know, what you're kind of getting into for riding up in the UP. There's a lot of cool railroad grades, which are unique. Uh, some straight stretches that you can kind of open up the throttle on versus like Vilas County and uh, St. Germain is known for, you know, having really, really well-groomed trails and a lot of twisty stuff too. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a variety around the state. You know, we've uh, mostly stuck North because generally that's where the best snow is Eric, as mm-hmm. you mentioned the snow belt, you know, we're kind of right on the edge of that here as well. And there's even a big difference between Eagle River and Land Lakes, oftentimes in terms of snowfall. So we've generally just gone north mm-hmm. from here to ride um, because that's generally where the best snow is. But man, if a snowstorm hits south of here, which they frequently do, there's a ton of good stuff in the western part of Wisconsin mm-hmm. as well, in the central. You know, uh, yeah, we filmed, I filmed in Langlade County, which promotes itself as the county of trails. They do it a lot for the, for the summer, but boy, they have a pretty good snowmobile system and really the state they have a kind of a numbered system of trails too that you can use as kind of a main reference and then there are smaller county and localized trails yeah and i can never keep track of the trail numbers and names <laughs> and anything like that. i generally know them where i don't but we use um onyx off-road uh which is an app you can download on any device and it allows us to like plan a track ahead of time, see where all the trails are, see what's private land, what isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's a big thing, you know, is people want to ride off trail like we do, but where do you do it here in the Midwest? You know, a lot of trails go across private lands and that big field that you want to go rip up might be owned by somebody, you know, not the state or the the federal government. So um, this app definitely allows you to see what's what and navigate safely. Yeah. And on that note too, Jack uh, or Dylan, you both might have an answer for this one. What are some other great apps for snowmobiling, maybe specifically in Wisconsin, but all over the U.S.? Yeah, I think Jack hit the nail on the head there. I think Onyx, you know, Onyx 
off-road specifically I have some other apps too that are hunting specific and unrelated to motorsports but um yeah they have a lot of really cool stuff um with all Boon, the trail yeah. systems boondock 20 is going to get you 20 percent off That's, yeah there you go there by the way but um, <laughs> another great app is the groomer tracker app so most clubs have signed up with this and uh you can see where the groomers are and when they're running so uh you can tell which trails have been groomed when um, which trails haven't been groomed in like a week or something and are going to be super bumpy. Mm. Um, so that's definitely another one to check out for our Midwestern sledders. Wow. That's really cool. The technology and, and as coverage gets a little better up North too nowadays, uh, I have T-Mobile. I even get coverage up there at times now. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool though with, with the grooming groups and then snowmobile clubs are all over the place. And if I can learn about them usually when I go into a men's bathroom in any one of the bars up there because their stickers are up all over, usually where you get your towels. But it's <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, but there's a ton of clubs in Wisconsin that do organized rides and things like that, too. Yeah, no doubt. Whether it's, um, you know, a recreational club like that or a riding group um, where you see a lot of those stickers, I, we have like 150 of them in the bathroom at Ben's camp. They're all hilarious and unique. <laughs> There's one that says, in case of fire, do not use elevator, use snowmobile. It's got a guy like wheeling through the fire emblem. There, it's crazy how many stickers you see. But there's a lot of local clubs that are responsible for maintaining the trails as well. And, you know, they get some funding um, through the state for this. But a lot of it comes from fundraising and donation. And it, a lot of it's all volunteer hours, too. You know, so any event that you can get involved with or fundraiser um, to help your local club is huge. You know, fuel is expensive to run these groomers. Equipment's expensive. Stuff mm. breaks all the time. Um, and that's what keeps it going. And, you know, even if you're not a snowmobiler, it's often really helpful for a small local economy like Land Lakes. You know, we put so many snowmobilers through that town and um, the gas stations, the bars, the restaurants, the sporting goods stores, like everybody benefits from that so there's definitely a big community impact of the sport as well well like Anna, when you were talking when we filmed in land lakes the, the parking lot was primarily snowmobiles right and you see that just all up and down the trails and it's it is pretty cool wisconsin and the up are kind of one cohesive unit if you will when it comes to snowmobiling and snowmobile trails and we had a lot of fun riding back and forth but the economic impact that people bring to those areas because a lot of people have snowmobiles in the chicago area and Southern Wisconsin, and they like to go up where the snow is a little more dependable the yeah. longer part of the year. And that really does make a difference in a lot of these towns in the winter. Well, and I thought it was crazy when we were in Lando Lakes, we were at that bar and they were talking about how in March, everybody just disappears all of a sudden. So it's like the snowmobiling season hits and the whole town is full and there's snowmobile, snowmobilers going back and forth. I mean, if you look at a drone footage of it, there's just left and right and everywhere you look there's snowmobilers little dots going through sprinkled throughout the um towns and the counties up there but then when march hits it they say it's just totally everybody escapes and they go down south or they go somewhere else and and there's not a soul in the place but um it is pretty cool to know that you know january and february especially it's just packed and and to have a good groomer like you were saying jack to have somebody that is you know, a dedicated volunteer, it makes all the difference. And uh, we were talking with a couple people who are part of one of those snowmobile clubs. They were a couple up there. Mm -hmm. And one of them was the trail boss. I always love that name, trail boss. <laughs> but um, sounds very official. 
But uh, it, just the amount of work that he was talking about, how much they have to put in, but the the fact that they really enjoyed it because it did give everybody such, you know, the ability to use these trails. And it makes a huge difference when you have really great paved trails for people to ride on. So Paved? Well, not paved. But, well, <laughs> kind of paved. I don't know. Fr- uh, yeah, freshly, yeah. What's, what's the correct term for that? term sometimes. I've been out some early mornings, you know, when it's really cold, like negative temps almost. And you got a fresh groom trail from the night before. Nobody's been on it. And it feels like a car on pavement. Like you feel just glued to that trail. And there's like no better feeling than that other than maybe carving up like three feet of fresh pow and hitting <laughs> a big jump. <laughs> you know, 50 feet and landed in it, but like, that's, that's <laughs> all right, Jake, you're, you're the California kid. He just said three feet of fresh pow, dude. So you're, you're starting to relate now, right? Yeah. Orange County. Do you have any snowmobiling experience? I haven't done it yet. You know, and okay, I do you're go going to Eagle with River. These guys. Yeah. I might have to take you guys up if you uh, want to slow it down for me, you know, maybe not 50 feet jumps. We'll start with like three, you know, All right. <laughs> got like three feet of air that time. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> I think that's a whole episode in and of itself. Teaching Jake to ride. <laughs> well, and I got to warn Jake because one of the things they like to do in Northern Wisconsin, the UP sometimes when there's a, a, a newbie out for uh, snowmobiling. Uh-oh. <laughs> they're out on these trails in the middle and they'll be like, hey, if you got to stop to, you know, use the facility in the woods or whatever, uh, you know, just hop off the trail and and do your business. And, you know, the trails are packed down, but there's a lot of snow and it's not as packed just off trail. You can jump off that trail and just go down into the snow about three or four feet. <laughs> then they laugh their buns off. And that's a big, funny joke for a lot of them. So, it sounds well, like I've got my work cut out for me. Watch out for that. Bring okay. your snowsuit. You're, you're for sure going to get hazed. Be, beware. I get it. That's okay. Um, so it's on, on the note of kind of going back to these apps, obviously some of them are probably really helpful in terms of just staying safe. Um, so what are some really great, you know, safety measures that maybe people who are in Jake's position have not snowmobiled before or for those who are a little bit more new to the game, what are some safety measures that people should take before or during a snowmobiling trip? I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of different precautions depending on what kind of snowmobiling you're doing. If you're riding on trail or off trail, there's different measures you're going to take. But, um, you know, setting a trip plan, letting someone know back home what your plan is for your ride that's not going to be with that, you know, someone could contact or you could contact in case of emergency, I think is super huge. And, you know, that's key. Yeah. Um, Having somebody that knows where you're going. You know, knows when you're roughly you're supposed to be getting where you're going or getting home um, is majorly important. And if you know you're going to be out of cell service the entire time or a majority of the time, it's great to have some sort of outside communication mm-hmm. as well. At least one person in your group um, should have some way to communicate outside, whether that's like the SOS on the new iPhones or we carry like a Garmin inReach which is a satellite phone that allows us to call search and rescue or text anyone. Um, Having outside communication like that is really big Uh, up here. Most of the areas have cell service, you know, pretty widespread, like you were saying, even T-Mobile Eric. Um, (laughs) But outside communications is huge just because, you know, these are very powerful machines. You're going very fast through the woods and anything can happen at any time. And and in those moments, minutes matter for sure. Absolutely. 
couple of key things, just like making sure you're dressed properly. That may seem like pretty obvious, but uh, we get like below zero temps up here in the Northwoods and you'd be surprised the frostbite you can get if you're not uh, covered up in the right spot. So, um, you know, having that, a chest protector, a helmet, you know, good safety gear um, in case something were to happen, coming around a corner fast with another rider or, you know. Yeah, helps to have somebody in the kit with a first aid or somebody in the group with a first aid kit too. You know, that's something we'll do before our rides. Make sure one person has outside communications. Make sure one person has a first aid kit at a minimum. Um, when Dylan's talking about proper gear too and dressing for the elements, like cotton is something you don't necessarily want to wear. Um, we say cotton kills. And that's because if you say you get stuck off the side of the trail, right? And you're huffing and puffing and digging and trying to get that thing out and you sweat out all your gear and it's cotton, um, that will hold that moisture and then get very, very cold once you get going again and have to get to where you're going. So, um, synthetic materials, you know, moisture wicking base layers, uh, more important than they may seem for sure. And then the last thing I'd say too is just, you know, be on the same page with your group, understand where everybody's level is kind of added in terms of risk and ability. Um, you know, you don't want to be pushing people harder than they may feel comfortable. And sometimes people aren't always comfortable speaking up about that too. So the last thing you want to do is run your buddy into a tree because he was trying to keep up with you because he didn't know where he was going. Right. Like very, very scary to think about, very sad to think about, but it happens all the time. So mm. um, definitely just, you know, playing to the lowest level of ability, whether it be in the backcountry and mm -hmm. avalanche safety or on the trails um, and in the woods, you know, uh, definitely want to be mindful of who's in your group there. There is one fortunate thing. We don't have too many avalanches in Wisconsin. <laughs> so that, that's a good it's a good place to begin riding and to really learn how to be good on a snowmobile. The other thing, like we mentioned with clothing, you know, you think about 20 degrees or zero degrees. When you get on a snowmobile, you start going 20, 30, 40, sometimes 60 or more miles an hour. Got to factor in that wind chill. So if your yeah, clothes are good to 10 fast. below, that may not be enough. So yeah. layers, layers are important. For sure. Yeah. Layering's great. And um, it doesn't hurt to keep, you know, some extra band-aids in your, uh, kit as well or in your sled if you've got like a leak in your visor or goggles you know you mm. can put them on your cheeks and help the frostbite situation i've gotten really bad frostbite on my cheeks so that's why i oh, say that's that. why they're so rosy look at you <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> you um, know uh, actually heated handlebars they've that's come out i don't oh, know how long handlebars i don't know how long yeah. those the grips you know yeah do you guys have those on your now. bikes oh yeah. Yes. You yeah. Do. Makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. It's pretty important. Honestly, some of the new new trail sleds even have like heated seats and you can like set the handlebars to like no a certain way. Yeah, you can say you want your left hand warmer at like 117 degrees and the right one at 105. <laughs> it's like temper feet in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to make like heated gloves now too and heated vests and jackets. And Yeah, I've got that stuff. <laughs> you wear those I'm in the summer. Yeah, yeah, well, but hey now, hey now. <laughs> it's, it's come a long way. I mean, the sport has come a long way in terms of the machines, but mm -hmm. the aftermarket and the outerwear and the gear and everything along with that has come a long way too. Just in the last 10 years, you know, the sleds are completely different on the mountainside. Mm -hmm. We've got like two stroke turbos now, um, which is very 
very unique to the snowmobile industry. That's uh, one of a kind in the world that now the snowmobile industry is building these crazy horsepower sleds for the mountain segment. So that's been new. Sleds can go into crazy places that they haven't been able to go to before because they're so capable. And on the trail side, like the suspension's never been better. The traction's never been better. The handling's never been better. And the speed is unmatched. So pretty cool time for snowmobiling. Yeah. If you look at some of the snowmobiles from the old days, the forties and the fifties and stuff like that, and they're on display a lot in Eagle River and St. Germain. I mean, it's a world of difference nowadays with what the snowmobiles are like. Hey, one other thing I wanted to ask about quick, uh, trails versus a lot of, a lot of times you'll end up on a lake on a frozen lake and you scoot across. I mean, Mm. you drive past a frozen lake, especially in Northern Wisconsin, often there's snowmobile tracks all over the place on that. Anything in particular with regard to lakes, do some of the trails officially cross those lakes? What do you need to look out for? I think just uh, using using uh, good common sense on the lakes is a, is very important. As simple as that might seem, but looking for barrels, obvious markings um, are huge. You want to stick to those barrels for sure because ice fishermen and you know ice heaves and all other stuff can happen out in the lakes. A lot of variables there that could be a potential danger. Yeah. But, um, just looking for those marked trails and just knowing, you know, kind of what the general idea is, consensus, how much ice is on the lakes around and being comfortable with that risk. Yeah. Okay. And on the flip side, on the flip side of that, um, you know, be careful, watch for open water and dark yeah. spots on the, on the lake. You know, some of these spring fed lakes can stay open even when other lakes are very, very frozen. Um, and if you do see that, don't stop. Mm. <laughs> Good Uh, advice. We'll skip, you know, Uh, they will keep going. And then another thing is too, after a warm day and then into a refreeze, there can be ruts in that ice. And, you know, if it, um, if there was some slush that then froze solid, that can be really jarring, you know? So if you're going 90 miles an hour across some smooth ice and hit some old slush that froze up, you know, that can throw you off. So just using caution out on those lakes. Um, and, especially at night, you know, don't, don't be trying to break your speed record at night. Doing <laughs> during, do it during the day when you can see out there and see where the shoreline is and see what hazards may be in front of you. All right. Yeah. I would have liked to have this lesson, like way back when I was a kid, I, the only time that I really went snowmobiling was aside from filming now, but was, um, I was, I think in sixth grade and I, had just gotten my snowmobiling license with my brother. We spent like the 60 hour whatever class period. And I was following his girlfriend at the time. And we went, we were on a lake and we went, you know, where they carve out the road for the cars to drive on. So there's two kind of where the snow builds up. We um, went over that and she was going ahead of me and I followed her and I went over that one and smashed into the snowbank on the other side of the little paved road smashed my face into the windshield and got a bloody nose oh. and got off the snowmobile and never went back on. Until you had to for Discover <laughs> Wisconsin. Until I had to for Discover Wisconsin. Well, you know, you, you, know no, what I, yeah. you know what I had to do for Discover Wisconsin one time? I had to witness a radar run. Uh, yeah, okay. So this is, wait, before we get into that, because I do want to talk about <laughs> snowmobile derbies and all the events in Wisconsin. Um, so we will get back to the radar room, but really quick while we're on, well, we're kind of jumping, but we were on the topic of snowmobile equipment and I just want to touch on where can people buy or rent snowmobile equipment or snowmobiles themselves in Wisconsin? Where are some great places to rent 
or buy um, equipment? Oh, uh, yeah. Locally here, we always go to Trackside. Okay. Um, Trackside, Eagle River, or Headwaters Polaris up in Waters Meet, I guess, too. They've got good gear selections, great service departments. Um, they all they both rent machines. Mm-hmm. And then online, there's a ton of sources, too, right? Yeah. Like A-plus Power Sports is one here in Wisconsin that we uh, we use a lot, too. They're out of Elkhorn. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just down there for one of their events. They, um, they sell a ton of machines, all kinds of different brands. They've got probably the biggest gear selection that I've seen out of any dealership in Wisconsin here, and it's all available online. So um, if you already know what you're looking for and don't need to size up or anything, you can just order that up online. Otherwise, uh, most dealerships, you can go in and try on outerwear, try, you know, get some recommendations from them as to what would fit you best on insulation level, waterproofing, you know, that type of thing, um, and get you set up for the season. Yeah, I can also recommend like in Johnson Creek, Rock River Motorsports and Rods. Yeah, they have a bunch. Uh, filmed there. And then uh, Twin Lakes Marine and Polaris and Twin Lakes in southern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Not far from Wilmot Mountain and all that. They have they have snowmobiles. Yeah. So I mean, if you look, you you do your research, there's, there's probably a place near you, no matter where you are in the state, where you can get outfit and really uh, get what you want. Yeah. And, and we'll touch, uh, before we kind of sign off here too, we'll touch on some other places um, in the more southern parts of uh, Wisconsin that are good snowmobiling spots too. But before that, Getting to the fun part, the radar run and other events, which we'll touch on. But uh, Eric has been to the radar run. I've been to the radar run. Tell us a little bit about what it's like, Eric. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of fun events around snowmobiling, and sometimes they're involving fundraisers and other things like that. And radar runs, it's kind of like dr- the, a drag strip on the lake in a lot of cases, and they get going fast. And in some cases, bikinis are involved. Yes. And Jack can probably uh, talk more about this event. <laughs> we filmed that up at, at Ben's camp. Uh, gosh, it was at two or three winters ago now. But boy, that's a lot of fun. But boy, they get those snowmobiles up to some high speeds. Yeah. So there's a few radar runs across the state every winter. But the one that we always go to is the Ben's camp radar run. Um, I've been hanging out at Ben's camp just about all my life. And um, it's such a fun venue, you know, just having all that space right in front of the bar and restaurant. They do an ice bar out on the lake, um, all kinds of vendors and events going on. But the sleds are what everyone's there to see. So you can run what you brung, we say, like um, you can run your 600 indie trail or whatever, or there's even kids classes, or you can watch people. And there's some professionals that come out that do this for a hobby or for a living, not sure, um, with like 600 horsepower sleds and they're doing 150 miles an hour like that. <laughs> and it's a fundraiser too, right, Jack? Yeah. Uh, last year, Benz raised about 10,000 bucks for the Frosty Club. Um, wow. Where it's grooming, you know, and maintaining the trails. So Frosty Club brings out a ton of volunteers. Um, Benz Camp has ton of volunteers and the entire staff on, you know, serving people food and drinks. And um, Frosty Club does a bunch of raffles. Like there's all kinds of good prize that you can win too. So that all contributes plus the entry fees from running the race go to the club as well. So great thing to do to come out and benefit our, our local club in Land O'Lakes, um, you know, which is kind of a gateway to the Upper Peninsula and a little bit of a funnel. You know, they get a lot of traffic from the St. Germain, Eagle River, Phelps areas going north. So 
Um, pretty cool event. A couple thousand people come out, all hang out on the ice. We've had great weather the last couple of years. And yeah, I appreciate you guys coming up a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun. It was yeah, a wild time. <laughs> it's a very hearty time, especially for the ladies who are willing to do that because they, they just freeze, man. But they're, they do it for a good cause. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, no matter how cold it is, they go out there and they send it for the bikini run. They're into it. Well, and we interviewed Alex mm-hmm. uh, Spioto, and she said she wasn't actually cold until it was all said and done. Well, that's the thing. You've got all this adrenaline and you're getting ready. Yeah. I mean, you, you got the coat over you until just before and you do it. And I think I don't I forgot what she said. She got up to maybe 80 or 90. Yeah, Some of them got up crazy. to 100. Uh, but the cold part is when you slow down and you're on your way back and it's a much slower trek back to where you started. Right. And it's just, and so yeah, she ended up bartending again. And that's when I interviewed yeah. her at this ice bar, which I should have mentioned that ice bar. We should have done that last week when we were talking about ice that's bars right. and sculptures, but uh, her teeth were still chattering, but she was in good spirits. <laughs> she was. <indeed>. So. <laughs> it's a fun time. Uh, so you guys mentioned that there are a couple other radar runs throughout Wisconsin. And what other events are there? What other snowmobiling events can people attend. I can note one where we filmed in uh, outside of Crivets in Marinette County on High Falls Reservoir. Mm-hmm. That was tied in with Pops Resort and a bunch of other places. That was a lot of fun. What, was it a, um, it was a radar, radar run? run? It was. And uh, that, that was taking place in, in January. Uh, it was one degree. That's what I remember. Huh. It was one so, degree to start. Wow. That's freezing. <laughs> I'm sure there was no bikini run there though. No, there was not a bikini run not on bikini. that one. So uh, what exactly does radar run mean? Do you guys know? It's, I think it's really just derived from the fact that, you know, sleds are going as fast as they can in a certain amount of distance past like a radar detecting gun uh, to see how fast they can go. And Got that's it. kind of the end goal. Yeah. yeah. Get that top speed. Yeah. yeah makes sense. So, yeah, <laughs> what other events are uh, exist around Wisconsin? Well, we grew up going to the World Championship Derby mm-hmm. here in Eagle River. Um, that's a big deal. They do a vintage weekend. It's the World Championship Vintage Races um, prior to then the World Championship Ice Oval Races. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, lots of sled history there, like so much history. It's adjacent to the museum, the World Snowmobile Museum and the Snowmobile Hall of Fame. And to see these guys run these oval sleds is pretty nuts. I mean, these things are tiny. <laughs> uh, the, they're not huge motors, but they go so fast. Like they've got mm-hmm. them so set up to go 100 plus miles an hour in the straight stretches on this glare ice. They've got two inch long picks coming out of the tracks to hook up into that ice and just carbides like knives underneath the skis, you know, to hook up. So, Pretty interesting sport, totally different than what we do, mm-hmm. um, but we love watching it still. So well, and a lot definitely of the, something. Um, a lot of the snowmobiles they race with, aren't they kind of lighter too? I mean, they're stripped down. They don't have a lot of the creature comforts because that's made for oval, you know, racing. Yeah, oval sleds are like a category of their own. They look pretty foreign. Uh, <laughs> they would be only serving that purpose for sure. They're pretty They're pretty wild. Cool. It's kind of like a NASCAR. They're only meant to turn left. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. So you'll see like a, everything set up for the guy to just be leaning off, completely off the left-hand side of that thing, trying to make it go around a corner. And, and at the World Championship Derby, they also have uh, snow cross where mm. they do uh, some amazing jumps and everything too. And I, I, those are the most amazing ones I ever saw until I started watching stuff on Boondock, which y'all yeah. get crazy. <laughs> so wild. Um, yeah. Did you guys have any other events you wanted to mention? Otherwise, I'll 
I'm trying to think. We're going to be at Radar Run. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. at that Radar Run. At Ben's um, Radar Run, that is. Yep. Um, that, so that's President's Day weekend, 2024. Um, it's always President's Day weekend, but we'll be making a trip back. Uh, we're actually going from Oregon to Colorado and then looping back to the Midwest here to hit Ben's Radar Run. And then we're flying from here to Maine. Holy cow, so, you guys have a booked schedule already. Good Lord. Wow, this is insane. Oh, oh. Well, well, yeah, we have that one, um, talking sleds and saying hello. But other than that, you know, any any snowmobiling event that is raising money for the local club, like I encourage anyone to go out to, you know, there's going to be tons of local events this winter across the Midwest, across the country, you know, wherever people are listening. So go get involved. It has more of a community impact than than a lot of people think. And uh, the snowmobilers will thank you. Yeah. And there's a, one thing I wanted to mention in Three Lakes. Wisconsin, um, they hold Northern Lights, the Northern Lights Snowmobile Club holds overnight rides, which sounds pretty fun. I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to to do these. I haven't because clearly we know my snowmobiling past <laughs> now, but um, they have like on trail weenie roasts and bonfires and weekly club rides for those people who are maybe just getting into it. That could be kind of a fun family affair kind of thing. So oh, that's that in three, three Lakes, Wisconsin. Yeah. Have you guys gotten to ride a lot in Three Lakes? I know it's pretty close. Not honestly, no, not really. I don't know if I've ever ridden in three lakes. <laughs> it's right Stick next to Eagle River. I know. It's like close nine by miles I was apart. just wondering. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's a, a fun area if people are looking to go up there to maybe snowmobile and then do some other stuff because they've got a kind of a quaint little downtown and stuff. So. Yeah, they have a little winery there. Well, here's what's interesting. These guys have been all over the place. They haven't even been to three lakes yet. That just shows you how many options you have for snowmobile it's trails. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and that's... the fact that, you know, Lando Lakes and Eagle River, Eagle River really is the snowmobile capital of the world. So when mm -hmm. you've got the best of the best, it's hard to move out of there. I mean, they got 600 miles they groom daily and they've got five snowmobile clubs up there. So I can imagine it gets hard to move out of there, too, except when you go to Idaho and then travel all of the country. Um, but one question I do have for you guys is what is the camaraderie like around this sport within the snowmobiling community? And is there any snowmobiling slang that people should know about? Hmm. Snowmobiling slang. I don't know. We'll circle <laughs> Maybe you guys don't know or don't yeah, have any right off the bat. Maybe some of it's already come out already with the three feet of pow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, snowmobiling is so cool. Like you said, there's, uh, there's so many different elements to it and the camaraderie around it from the family aspect to just like the adversities that we've experienced together um, throughout our trials and tribulations and experiences riding um so it's it's a really cool sport and i feel like sledders are also aspirational and also supportive of each other that uh i don't know it's it's a it's a cool cool sport fueled by passionate people and um yeah if you haven't gotten into it definitely give it a shot it's a fun thing to do in winter totally and to add to that i would just say you know the group that you're riding with makes makes or breaks the trip you know rarely breaks but always makes like there's <laughs> all sorts of great memories that we have from snowmobile trips going out west and they, like you said dylan the adversity you know chances are you might have you know something wild happen like mechanically or see <laughs> yeah. some wildlife or um help somebody out on the side of the trailer who knows you know all these things that we come across end up being just great memories um to look back on so it really goes beyond uh just being out there and in your helmet and riding the trails like it is all a group sport i would say all around absolutely 
It is. And there are uh, snowmobile clubs across the state. The Association of Wisconsin Snowmobile Clubs is a really good resource, awsc.org. If you want to check that out, you can get trail passes there, maps and and connections to all kinds of things. So that's a great resource, awsc.org. Yeah. And I know we mentioned most of the places that I had on my list, Eagle River Trails, Lando Lakes, the Three Lakes Trail. Uh, Jefferson County has a ton of trails. They've got a really great network of um, trails that kind of feature all the towns. They connect them all together, which is a lot of fun. Minocqua, uh, Eric, you mentioned Hurley. And then I think, Jack, you mentioned Boulder Junction at one point, too. So there's a lot of places around Wisconsin. But, you know, again, this isn't a comprehensive list. So if anybody listening has any others, feel free to leave a comment on anything we missed and we can mention it on the podcast in the future. Oh, yeah. There are systems all over to check out and enjoy. So, yeah. And. With that, guys, um, is there anything else you want to add or where can people kind of follow you this winter? Check out our YouTube channel for uh, chronological videos that we're going to be releasing all winter long, for sure. And our apps, the Boondock Nation Plus apps. Uh, But yeah, uh, Boondock Nation YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, all of our social. We're going to be releasing videos every single week of what we're up to. So you guys will be able to follow our adventure all winter long. And uh and we're about to kick it off here, uh, December 7th, and it's going to be sick. And you'll hear all kinds of snowmobiling slang on there as oh, well, yeah. talking about whooped out <laughs> and all this nerd that we had to ride to get to the pile and uh, this and that. So feel free to check out on all platforms, Boondock Nation. Well, it's all right, guys, because remember, we're all squeezing the same throttle. <laughs> oh, wow. I think that we end it there. Thanks, guys, for coming onto the cabin today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Dylan. Ah, very nice. That was a lot of fun. It it definitely makes me want to get back out on the trail, especially what they said at the very end, where you kind of, you know, have a group of people that you just go out and ride, and you can make all these connections. And well, you know, when you're when you're filming for Discover Wisconsin, and we're hitting the trails with all these clubs. Thing is, they're just filming us. Riding. We, we literally film you guys like, okay, go a hundred feet and then turn around. <laughs> go, go past the third go a quarter tree. mile of that intersection, <laughs> then turn around. Okay, do it again, do it again, do it again. So I've I've snowmobiled hundreds of miles, but I've maybe gone eight miles away from where I started at uh-huh. most, like in total. Right. Yeah. But you it, don't get very far when you're filming. Yeah, it it is a fun experience though. And they do have trails all over the state. There are systems. Uh, in the Driftless area, there are systems in the south central and southeastern parts of Wisconsin as well, including in Washington County, which is uh, part of who brings you the cabin here. Washington County has some amazing heritage, very vibrant economy, a lot of attractive communities there. Uh, it's a very friendly county. I got to uh, be in the Hartford uh, Holiday Parade, the Christmas oh, look Parade. look at you, Eric. Uh, back on Veterans Day. That was a lot of fun. West Bend's a great place to check out in the wintertime. A lot of great shopping there. Uh, the Ice Age Trail, a lot of a large segment winds through Washington County, a Kettle Moraine segment. We hiked the Holy Hill segment. Yeah, gorgeous area. Not too long ago, right by the National Shrine. That's beautiful. Uh, it, music uh, in Maine is a fun event in West Bend. And Main Street just reopened. They repaved it um, like right in front of the historic Bend Theater and everything. That was under construction for so long. And downtown West Bend had a lot of, mm. uh, you couldn't get to it very easily. And now it's it's reopened. So whether there's snow on the ground or not, Main Street is a beautiful, smooth ride. And you can do some shopping there, check out shows at the Bend Theater. And uh, this time of year, skiing, snowboarding, tubing at some great places like Sunburst in Kewaskum, Little Switzerland and Slinger. 
Check out everything Washington County has to offer in every season. Go to visitwashingtoncounty.com. Kevin's also brought to you by Discover Wisconsin. We are part of Discover Wisconsin after all. And there's some great merch you can buy. Go to shop.discoverwisconsin.com and see all the great things you can buy. It's the holidays. They make great gifts. The Holiday Crew sweatshirt, the Wisconsin Throwback Crew sweatshirt, Wisconsin Pine hoodie. There's a lot of fun tees. A lot of people see my It's a Bubbler and they love it. We also have It's a Casserole. We have the Ope one with the definition and a lot of great designs on there for the kids and even babies. we got little Wisconsin onesies. They're so cute. Little brat, not little brat, little brat onesies, little cheese curd tees. I bought Jackson one two years ago. It still fits them. You got to go a little large on the kids, right? Hats too, beanies, palm hats, snapbacks, all kinds of great stuff on sale, including home goods, coasters, pillows, calendars, tea towels, drinkware, stickers, so much great stuff. And cabin merch. I love our logo with the microphone and the headphones. Love the colors on it. We got that on an amazing mug that you can do not only for coffee and tea, but soup and everything. It's really sturdy. Cabin podcast decals and t-shirts and more. They are great for holiday gifts or sales all season long. Feel free to try out code cabin. You never know what you might get off. Check it all out at shop.discoverwisconsin.com. Hey, Anna, guess what? What's that, Eric? We have a review of the week. Woohoo! It's recent. It's from last month, uh, but it's very short. Uh, the Redhead KP. It's a good name. Uh, on Apple Podcasts. The header, enjoy listening to the podcasts and the body. I've enjoyed listening to the podcast for a couple of years. That is short, but sweet. Short, sweet to the point. The Redhead KP, we thank you very much for that review. Feel free to leave yours on Apple Podcasts. You know, that was that review kind of was another example of how this whole episode was just very fast and short and to the point. Yeah. Well, we're all squeezing this in. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Enough of that one. I don't know. I think you'll be laughing for the rest of the week. I'm going to be it. using that term for a while. I now. know you will. Next week on the podcast, we have a very exciting guest joining us. Madeline Conser, a fellow Wisconsinite who has made a name for herself in the country music scene. Many people know her from her stardom on The Voice, and she is now a singer songwriter who has ventured off to start working on her own music. We'll find out how an artist from a small town in Wisconsin ended up making a name for herself in the Nashville country music scene. That's next week on The Cabin. And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, The Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers. And that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information. Because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted and produced by Eric Paulson and me, Annalise Beckman, with guests Jack Sarama and Dylan Rose. Audio engineering and video teasers by Jake Grome and Nick Cartarella with social media by Adeline Savanak. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com. And don't forget to leave a review.